Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. The Steadfast and Loyal Podcast is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. They help responsible Americans like you prepare for what happens before, during, and after an act of lawful self-defense. USCCA members get life-saving education, expert training, plus self-defense liability insurance. These benefits provide more than 500,000 USCCA members with the peace of mind that they deserve. Plus, a USCCA membership is always risk-free with their 100% money-back bulletproof guarantee. Membership is truly an investment worth exploring. Click Learn More below right now to activate your United States Concealed Carry Association membership. Click Learn More right now. And remember, the USCCA is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. You know, I kind of like a lot of rock bands and rock music. My favorite, of course, is, is Rush and, and, and The Police. But I remember all of the bands that came out of the Seattle area. You know, there was Nirvana and there was, uh, let's see, who else? Pearl Jam. And then there was uh, Queensryche. But there was another band that I really have enjoyed, and that's Soundgarden. And that voice of their lead singer, who unfortunately took his own life, Chris Cornell, you know, some great songs. But one of their songs, I think, applies to us and where we are today. And that song was Fell on Black Days. And if I could, I'd like to take out the word black and exchange it for we have fallen on dark days here in the United States of America. As a matter of fact, it was nine years ago on October the 3rd of 2013 when I was speaking at the Faith and Freedom Summit up in Washington, D.C., where I talked about the impending dark days if we did not focus on godly wisdom and we did not look and elect men and women who were called to service, not called to politics. And this is where we are today. When we think about this progressivism, socialism, Marxism, communism, statism, this darkness that is seeking to overtake the United States of America. And there is a couple of things that I really want to hone in on. Because it was just a year ago when a gubernatorial candidate from Virginia, Democrat, Terry McAuliffe, stood on the debate stage there and said that parents have no right in the decision about 
what their children are being educated. And without a doubt, COVID exposed what's going on in our public school system. And if you think about the public school system, you go back and you read the Communist Manifesto by Karl Marx and Frederick Engels. One of the planks of Marxism, one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto written by Marx and Engels was state control of education. And look at what that has brought us to. I mean, the United States of America used to be the gold standard for educating uh, our kids. But I think that slowly but surely over the past 50, 60, 70 years, what the left has sought to do in taking over this operating system that we know as academia, not just at the college and university level, but now all the way down to, man, elementary school level, even the K level is they are seeking to indoctrinate our kids into their ideological agenda. And it was even Vladimir Lenin that talked about, if I can win the minds of the young people, I will change things for generations. And that's where we are. And so parents who all of a sudden realized what was happening, what was going on, said, hey, look, I do have a say in the education of my child. I do have a right. It's called parental rights. The government does not own my child. I don't care what type of delusional warped mindset you have. But they do have a delusional and warped mindset. That's part of us falling on these dark days. And so now parents come out and parents start to challenge these school boards. And many of you that know who I am and have heard me speak, I've always said the most important elected position in the United States of America school board. And we finally understood why. But what did the government do as we have fallen into these dark days? Associations and organizations, the National Association of School Board wrote a letter to the Department of Justice, to the government, asking them to do something about these parents, asking them, and we came to understand it, Merrick Garland, they designated parents as domestic terrorists? Since when did it become an act of terrorism for parents to show up and say, you're not going to be able to do this to my child? You have a responsibility to educate my child, not indoctrinate my child. As a matter of fact, when you look at the Constitution and you read Article 1, Section 8, which has the 17 duties, responsibilities, jurisdictions, and purviews of the federal government, I don't see anything that talks about education. That's not an enumerated power to the federal government. But yet, during the Carter administration, when we had health, education, welfare, HEW was the, the, the agency that we have, the teachers' unions implored President Jimmy Carter to create, break those out, a separate Department of Education. See, that's what happens when we forget constitutional rights and we start to go down the path of ideological rights. And then we find ourselves falling upon dark days. So now we have a Department of Education that is denigrating, demonizing, and disparaging parents as domestic terrorists. 
when you have organizations that are going out there burning down police stations and burning down and destroying businesses. And up in the area of Seattle, we have people that create their own autonomous zone. No big deal. They're not domestic terrorists, be it parents are. See, that's what happens when we don't pay attention. That's what happens when we allow the government to believe that they're this all-encompassing Leviathan. Thomas Hobbes wrote about the Leviathan. We don't want that from government. We don't want the tentacles of the Leviathan being able to come into every aspect of our lives, especially into our homes and affect our children. See, I think education is one of the preeminent issues going into this midterm election cycle. That was the issue that changed the course of the Virginia gubernatorial election. And really, between the governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general, I think that that issue drove out people that otherwise they would not have cared. They were not involved. They were not engaged. They were part of an electorate that, eh, you know, whatever. We're just pretty apathetic. But then all of a sudden when they realize that this is not right, when I'm looking over my kid's shoulder and I see what is going on. But yet what just recently happened? Well, now all of a sudden we have another organization going to the Department of Justice because people are upset because folks like myself and other journalists We're talking about this whole child gender modification and mutilation and these surgeries and protocols and procedures, hormonal therapies, puberty blockers. Why is the government getting involved in changing the sex of our children? I mean, they want to murder them in the womb. Some people in government, California, Maryland, want to murder babies after they're born. And what's up with Gavin Newsom and this human composting thing out in California? That's really creepy. But this is what happens when we have fallen on dark days. So now all of a sudden those who are standing up and talking about our children, not wanting to see them be mutilated, and, and understand, even here in the state of Texas, we see these child gender modification clinics growing, I believe, 15 to 17 over the last year and a half or two years. Planned Parenthood has now opened up a new business plan, not just murdering the unborn children by dismemberment. Now Planned Parenthood wants to get into modification and mutilation of our children. And because Myself or others are speaking about this. Now organizations are going to the Department of Justice saying, you got to shut them up. They can't be talking about this. We don't like this. So in other words, we don't even have the right of free speech, the right of expression, the right to petition our government for redress of grievances, the right to protect our children. When you hear about what is happening with chat rooms being established so that our confused children, our sexualized children can go into chat rooms and talk to adults. Yeah. I'm going to speak out about it. You should speak out about it. 
All of a sudden, we don't want to call pedophiles pedophiles. We want to call them minor attracted persons. Yeah, I'm going to speak about it. Others have the right to speak about it. But now you're here to tell me. Because I don't agree with that, that I'm not just going to go along and get along and allow you to indoctrinate, mutilate children. You know, if you're over 18, if you're, uh, you know, what we call an adult, knock yourself out. Go out there and play make-believe all you want. I don't have to be a, a participant in it. But children? See, these are the dark days that we have fallen upon. And the fact that we cannot talk about protecting our children, talk about protecting our children from indoctrination, talk about protecting our children from this uber-sexualization. I mean, once upon a time, if, if you took your child into a, you know, a triple X movie theater or some of these stores or, you know, something that had explicit sexual material, you were in trouble as an adult. But now that we've fallen on dark days, we are exposing our kids to drag queen story hour and taking them into gay bars and having drag queen bingo at the, where did all this come from? Let me tell you where you came from. It came from a very dark and demented mentality, a perverse mentality that no longer sees our children as children, but sees our children as just tools, something to be manipulated, something to be sexualized, something to be exploited. Here in Texas, we're the number one state for human and sex trafficking. Where I'm sitting up here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, Dallas and Houston, top two cities for sex trafficking, we're not protecting our children. But... If I talk about protecting our children from these things, from this ideological agenda, now all of a sudden Merrick Garland's supposed to come down upon me. Now we all of a sudden we got people to telling me West and all those types, they can't let their voices get out. What in the Sam Hill is going on? We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Kent Charnig, and I'm the founder of El Paso County, Colorado Progressive Veterans. Don't worry, we're not crazy tree huggers, but we do have an amazing podcast talking about nothing but the military and veterans. Please check us out, epccpv.org. Thank you. Talk to you soon. See, there's a line in the sand. And unfortunately, the progressive socialist left, the Marxist, the, the, the statists, the communists, they didn't get it. Last year in Virginia, when those parents came out and said, we don't want Terry McAuliffe. Instead of the left saying that we have crossed the line, we have gone too far, we are going after people's children. They didn't get the memo. So now they're tripling down. And of course, as Marxist status and communists always do, they leverage the government against you. Parents are domestic terrorists. People that are speaking out about this issue of child and gender modification and mutilation, now we're bad. 
And for whatever reason, I don't understand why here we are in the state of Texas and everyone says Texas is this great conservative red state. But here in the state of Texas, where we had a legislative priority to end the practice of child gender modification and mutilation. And we got a Republican governor, lieutenant governor, Republican attorney general, Republican control of the House, Republican control of the state Senate. And the legislation was defeated by Republicans. Couldn't even get out of committee. That's why this is less about R&D. Republican Democrat. This is about people that respect your individual rights, freedoms, and liberties. This is about whether or not people respect you as an adult, as an parent, and, the, and that relationship you have with your child. Because these are really dark days when we see what we're doing to our children. I know, I know. Everyone says inflation is the number one issue. Got it. But we know what to do about inflation. Everyone says our energy independence is a critical issue. I got it. Our national security, what we're doing to our military, no more vaccine mandates, all this type of stuff. I got it. But if we continue to destroy the lives of our children, for what? So that we can put a little notch in a pistol case or something like that to say, yep, we got the kids. We screwed them up. And I hear that there are organizations say that, well, if we don't do this to the kids, then the rate of suicide goes up. When you do it to the kids, there are many statistics that show that the rate of suicide goes up. Not just kids, but adults. I mean, I think about when I was growing up and you had the little girls on the street that liked to come out and throw a football. I threw footballs with my two daughters growing up. Next thing you know, someone sees that and says, oh, maybe Aubrey and Austin really want to be a boy. And they start talking to my daughter. See, that's what happens when you set up these chat rooms and you bring in this confusion and you, you have these adults without parental knowledge and consent that are trying to influence our children. The only person supposed to influence children are the people that gave birth to the children, mommy and daddy. Grandma, grandpa. But of course, the traditional nuclear family is a relic of white supremacy. That's what Black Lives Matter said. So they're just completely happy with the breakdown of the black family and all families. See, when you come up to my door, there's a saying that's there on the wall. Because I want to make sure that you understand what's going on inside the walls of the West home. And it's taken from Joshua 24 and 15. And that sign on my wall says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And God, the God that I serve, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that I serve, he says we ain't supposed to be going out there and confusing our kids. We're not supposed to be exploiting our kids. We're not supposed to be sexualizing our kids. And woe be unto those that do try to hurt our children. It shall be like a millstone cast about their neck. And I'm a scuba diver. If someone puts a millstone on your neck, 
that's going to really screw up your buoyancy. We have fallen upon dark days. And what we're doing to our children is just wrong. But what is even worse is the fact that there are people out there trying to leverage the power of government to force people not to say anything about the purposeful and intentional plan of the left to sexualize, groom, modify, mutilate our children, or just murder murder them in the womb by dismemberment. Women's reproductive health, I'm all for women's reproductive health. That means I stand for eradicating ovarian, cervical, uterine, breast cancers. That's what women's reproductive health is all about. The next time someone comes up to you and says, you know, I'm pro-choice, what are you choosing? In Deuteronomy 30 and 19, God said, I set before you this choice, life or death, choose life so that you and your generations, your descendants shall live. So ask them what kind of choice they're talking about. When they come up to you and talk about I'm for women's reproductive health, so am I. I'm for eradicating cervical, uterine, ovarian, and breast cancers. What type of women's reproductive health are you for? Oh, you're just for murdering babies in the womb by dismemberment. We got to get tough. And we got to stand up and bring the light into these dark days. Isaiah 520 talked about this. And and maybe some of y'all say, hey, Colonel, you're too heavy on the scripture. Sorry. I got to be accountable for me on judgment day. I don't answer to you. Now, I do answer to Angela and Aubrey and Austin. And I kind of answer to Jackson, too. (laughs) But I don't answer to you. So I'm going to continue to say the truth. And Isaiah 520 said, Woe be the days when they call good evil and evil good. When they call light darkness and darkness light. When they call sweet bitter and bitter sweet. We have fallen upon dark days. Nine years ago I gave that warning. And too many people had their heads buried in the sand. Or they were just flat out cowards. And they would not stand up to the ideological agenda of the progressive socialist left. Now it's to the point they're telling you who they are and what they want to do. If you allow these people to stay in power here in the United States of America, you're going to get what you deserve. Them forcing their ideology on us to include our children. Pedophiles are pedophiles. We're not going to normalize it by calling them minor attracted persons. And as Jackson is growing up, if any adult tries to sexualize or groom him or some kind of way or confuse him, you're going to have to answer to a very upset grandpa. The 
before they burn it down.